So that brings me to uh, another question I had. The question is about if you had any views, and again, this is obviously just like your personal perspective. You're not a medical professional. You don't know everything. But I'm just curious if your personal perspective gives you any potential insight into the to the issue of people who are like batshit crazy, people who've, who really seem to have lost the ability to function in society, who, you know, when we when people talk about stuff like this, the the response is often if, if you're doing anything other than ascribing to mainstream uh, psychiatric orthodoxy, your people will inevitably come out and say what you're doing is dangerous. There are people who cannot function without these drugs by even mentioning the idea that this might not be a problem that should be solved through medicine. You are being dangerous. So do you have any perspective on what causes people to, to really go far? Like, you know, you know, when you see people shouting on the street who, who haven't bathed in months, who seem incapable of functioning. What do you think about that? Or do you think anything about it? Yeah, well, I, I think that's a related point because uh, I, I think, like I was saying, when you, sh- when you shut these, these parts of yourself out, um, they ta- start to take on these other expressions. But if, if you shut people in society out, they, they might well do the same thing. Because if, if you can't, I mean, one thing that that people seek um, above anything else is is attention um, in in whatever form. I mean, it's best to get it in an affectionate, loving form. But if you can't get that, at least if you can get some kind of reaction, um, just someone acknowledging that you exist, um, that's that's what people need. Um, and and if they can't go through, you know, no ordinary channels like through their friends, that it starts to come out in other ways up to the point where they're, they're, they're screaming at people on the street um, just to try to get people to notice them. So that, that's that's one possible explanation. And and yeah, uh, leading on to another point, if if you don't have someone uh, to support you. Uh, during a difficult time, and 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 uh, you know, le- lead you gently back to to a path that's a, a little closer to normality, um, as as my friends and my family did for me. Um, then you get lost, and that's that's what I assume happens. But you know, every. every situation is unique so i can't i can't say exactly but those are a couple of ideas yeah i think that's really interesting because i i tried to set you up in as unbiased a way as i could but more or less i 100 percent agree with that i think that that's what science is showing us again to go back to that to that talk of the woman who hears voices that's kind of along the lines of what she said which is that First of all, the worst years of her life, the worst her, dis- her disease got was when she was treated for it. Um, and what it sounds like happens is that when the situation, when the experience isn't dealt with properly, 
it can lead to spiral situations, to like cascading situations. And I think your, your insight was, was really interesting because alienation is, uh, as many people know, like social alienation is supposedly one of the most damaging experiences to your psyche. I think I've even heard that our body almost responds to it as like a kind of death. Because when you're not part of a society, you might as well not be alive from a genetic standpoint, from an evolutionary standpoint, and your body reacts accordingly. So whereas it might have sounded simplistic or, or really out there when you said, you know, when, when people are disconnected, they, they reach, they, they try to get attention in all kinds of ways. I think that's actually a very scientifically verifiable point, and it is what science is showing us, and it makes perfect sense. I mean, if, if their body thinks that they're basically dying because they're being isolated, then they're going to reach out. They're going to reach out in whatever ways they can, and if, if their mind is functioning in a slightly different way already because of a different neurochemistry, those two things could combine to have a really toxic effect which could then create a negative feedback loop where you spiral into this situation and with nobody there to help you out of it, to guide you out of it, things could just get worse and worse and worse and somebody handing you a drug and lying to you about what it's going to do and the effect it's going to have shouldn't help. It's not, it's not a surprise that that doesn't help much because it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense at all. So, yes. so, I mean, I, I just, I completely agree with that. And it's interesting to see that as somebody who had a personal experience with that, that's how you came, that's the, the conclusion that you kind of came to. Another point I, sh I should mention is, um, of course, I've, I've spoken rather unfavorably of, of the psychiatric and psychological profession here, but, but a, an important point is I do... Uh, think that that psychotherapy uh, is, can be very helpful um, because in my case, um, the, the the psychologist asked me the, these probing questions about what I believed and what I thought, and and being able to to speak freely, um, more or less without judgment, um, enabled me to to say all of all of my ideas um, and examine them. Um, thoroughly and, until the point I realized that that a lot of them would were just delusions and they they had there was no evidence to back them up that reminds me of a, a really I thought key point that you made in your article about therapy being about having somebody who helps you uh, gain self-knowledge right it's it's about exploring yourself right yes yeah, sometimes um if even professionals will try to force their agenda on you or they'll they'll let you live comfortably with within your comfort zone which doesn't really help you and actually boxes you in further but if you have this this um this freedom from judgment and this this incisive questioning um then it yes it leads you to self knowledge that brings me to the last point i wanted to cover which is the question of logic and mental health. And I wanted to tell you a little bit about my, my personal experience with that first and then hear what you have to say, which is that when, when I was a teenager, I was horribly depressed, as I'm sure many 
I don't know, most, many teenagers are. And I, I tried everything. Uh, I, I've tried therapy. I've, I've even tried later years when I went into law school, um, I tried antidepressants. Everybody wants to prescribe me antidepressants. Even now, even now that I don't have depressive episodes, when I tell them that I just wake up tired, doctors will be like, do you want an antidepressant? Like wow. my last doctor, I told her I waked up tired, woke up tired. She said, well, you're probably depressed. Would you like me to prescribe you an antidepressant? And I said, uh, no, I'd rather you didn't. Is there another option we could explore? And she said, well, you know, studies do find that exercising outside is probably even better. <laughs> Why did she mention that first? I went, oh, yeah. Shit. That's, that's yeah. scary. You could just... That's how it is in the U.S.? You just walk in and tell them you're tired and they give you a, a pill? That seemed ridiculous. That seemed... I hope it's that most doctors aren't, aren't that ridiculous. Mind you, she also told me that my test results came back and I had a vitamin D deficiency. And I asked, right. and I asked her, well, could that be related to my tiredness? And she went, no, you're probably depressed. And then I just Googled it. As I left the office, I just Googled vitamin D deficiency and tiredness. And it was one of the first symptoms of vitamin D deficiency. And I'm just like, oh my God. But any, anyway, um, when I was a teenager, I had, I got so fed up with everything that everybody else was saying about being depressed that I just, I remember I was sitting on my bed one day and I just said, fuck it, I'm going to solve this myself. I'm going to use my brain to figure out what's going on and fix it. And it didn't change things right away, but that was the beginning of when things started to turn around for me. And aside from a couple of episodes in college and in law school, after law school, zero depressive episodes. I mean, my depressive episodes weren't a big deal. It was just I was bummed and had no energy and didn't want to do anything and didn't want to do work. I had always felt that that decision to take control of it and to use logic uh, to, to solve the problem was huge. And you talked about that in your article about um, the importance of owning your mental state, of applying uh, reason to uh, the, the issues you're undergoing. I, I wondered if you had anything more you wanted to say about that. Yes, it's a, well, it's, it's a tricky one to talk about, but I, I do find some, a, a lot of the time, of course, logic isn't, uh, isn't well understood by a lot of people. I remember uh, when I took a course in logic, um, a statistic which was mentioned was something like, among university students, about 86% don't understand logic. <laughs> um, and that's among university students, so you can imagine what it, what it might be like in the general populace. And the, the, the problem, I mean, it's, it's not always a problem if you don't understand logic, um, but it, it definitely helps. Because if you have an idea where, where you're like, okay, step one, I feel bad, step uh, step two, I felt bad yesterday. And, you know, your conclusion is I will always feel bad. Well, no, that doesn't follow. Um, but that can be easy to accept, especially when you're in a state that's, that's, uh, fragile. Um, 
so the 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 thing is um logic can give you this this little tool which which sometimes is is helpful and you can see that that no just because things are bad doesn't mean they'll always be um and you can see um like if if you have unusual experiences or or unusual beliefs which you you devise um you can take them and you know put put them put them on the shelf a little and 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 look at them a little more closely and see if they actually comply with the evidence and your experience and if they don't you can say well that's that actually brings the the probability of that proposition pretty close to zero and you don't need to worry about that anymore uh yeah that that reminds me of another ted talk that i watched it's funny because i don't even really like ted talks that much anymore but they're coming up a lot there are some good ones there are some good ones there's a, there's a lot of good ones there's yeah there's a lot, a lot of good, good ones. you know it's weird because ted, ted is like some kind of cult they isolate you and yeah uh, that's that's another story, but yeah, go on. <laughs> well, the, the other video that I saw that this just reminded me of, because again, this is something, these are uh, sentences that under certain circumstances, somebody might listen to and go, this is utter nonsense. It doesn't, it doesn't make any sense. Um, but in this talk, it was a talk by a scientist, and I'll include a, a link in the description, and uh, I, I forget his name. But the talk is about how we did not evolve to see reality. We evolved to reproduce. And it is scientifically verified that we do not sense reality. We do not use our sensory apparatus, our eyes, our ears to view reality as it is. We use our sensory apparatus to experience uh, the universe in a way that maximizes our ability to reproduce. And one of the points that he made, uh, because I, I think it was the, the head of TED afterwards uh, interviewed, him, interviewed him and asked him about this, is that he said, well, just because we didn't evolve to uh, experience reality directly, we have developed other tools for getting closer, and there is evidence which suggests that logic, the scientific method, mathematics, these disciplines uh, do give us a more direct glimpse of reality. And so there is an actual scientific, rational explanation for why logic can help you through uh, experiences like the one you had. Because like when people think about the experience you have, they go, oh, well, you were disconnected from reality. When the truth is that you watching are disconnected from reality. We're all disconnected from reality. Uh, yes. You were disconnected from reality in a different way than we're disconnected from reality. But the truth is that logic, science, mathematics are a way for all of us to recenter, to, to realign ourselves maybe more directly with reality.